You're listening to the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. Finding advice about podcasting on the internet? Man, it's a tough go. That is unless you access a Facebook group and find all of the answers you'll ever need. Right, Brian? That's that's totally true. We're going to talk about that and more inside this episode of the Podcast Gauntlet. Greetings, everybody. I'm Mike Wilkerson, one of your hosts. And I'm Brian Ensminger, the other one of your hosts. I think Brian and I collectively are subscribed to about 7,000 different Facebook groups. And what we have found over the course of just he and I talking over the last year or so is that there are copious answers across even more copious people that can be found inside of something like a Facebook group. The question really does become, however, is it a valid source of information, of dialogue, and learning more about the people that are inside of the podcast industry from it? Brian? Yeah, I mean, that's such a great question because the answer is, like everything in podcasting and life, it depends, right? (laughs) Because there are some great... Facebook groups out there. And there are absolutely some okay Facebook groups out there with some great people in them. The challenge becomes, especially when I think about that new podcaster who wants to get started and isn't sure what to do next. When they go to a group that has, I think we're both part of one that has pushing 30,000 members. So when they go there with one of their questions, which is likely going to be a beginner level question, which is fine. That's where we start. They could get hundreds of responses to that one question. And the best news of it is almost none of them are going to match. (laughs) You're going to have this wide range of responses. And so the thing that I get concerned about when I see people doing that is how does somebody who's just trying to get their feet under them deal with the fire hose of information when they ask that very first question and they get answers Everything from just do this with no explanation to somebody who basically writes a treatise on audio production for people that are doing college. Like, how do you wade through all of that and make it into something useful? And further, if that really is overwhelming for you, then where should you go to get the information? Because it's not that we don't want you to have information. We actually do. And it's not even that we don't want you to ask in a Facebook group. That's fine. But how do you deal with all of that? Yeah. There's a couple of things that you've said that really strike me. First is the fire hose of information because you are a thousand percent accurate. You're also completely on the nose with, you will get the dissertation level and now it's time to go and write your final paper for your doctorate of audio engineering class. And then somebody that just says, just go get an ATR 2500 or whatever the designation of microphone it is. (laughs) And then everything in between. And the third aspect of what I love about the answers is it really does allow, especially someone that's more lurker, like I am usually, to start gauging the group of people that are not only, quote, in your industry, but the ones that will chime in far more often than others to learn more about their process of thinking. Because as much as I don't like four and five paragraph answers about a question, right, I kind of do. And the reason I do is because it allows me a quick kaleidoscope glimpse into what that person is thinking in regard to either workflow 
or podcast production process that I am insanely curious about. I mean, Jesus, we're doing a podcast about it. Right. And finding out those different perspectives and views, especially in the sense that you could just sit and read all day long. I find that incredibly striking about the potential access to Facebook groups to go and get information about anything that you want to do inside of podcasting. Right. And I think one of the things, as I think about those, is I'm thinking of a couple of people in particular, but I'm not going to call anybody out. But there are some people who, as I start to watch their responses, have a very clear agenda in what they're sharing. So yes, they absolutely believe that they're providing the best information possible, but they're not providing context. They're not providing nuance, whatever. They're providing enough information to try and make you feel like their choice or their suggestion is the only right choice. And I think especially when we start talking about hosting companies or things like that, right? There are paid hosting companies. I tend to favor paid hosting companies for a variety of reasons. As does Mike Wilkerson. So does Mike, yeah. And you actually, I mean, you basically have your own, but it's definitely paid, right? Mm -hmm. But there are also some people that are huge proponents of the free option, which is not my favorite, but it, it exists. But they're huge proponents of that without ever sharing the nuance of what people potentially give away by using that option. They basically say none of the valid concerns of people that actually want to build something out of their show matter, or that wasn't my experience, so it's not valid. And some of us are maybe a little bit more fearful and trying to be wise. Maybe it's like wisdom and fear kind of go hand in hand, who knows which is which, but there are certain things that you give up when your audience is the customer and you're basically just the go-between for a hosting company that's giving something away for free because then you become the product instead of the thing that's purchased because they don't provide that context. The same thing happens if you say, you know, what microphone should I get? Well, for starters, if you don't provide any context and people just start naming off their favorite microphone, my first response is, how do you know that's the right microphone for them? And I know that's something we've picked on before, but to give a good answer about what's the best this or this or this, as a mediocre consultant, the first thing I need to know is what is the context we're talking about? Like, what's your budget? What does good mean to you? Or what does best mean for you? Because best for me and best for you might be two different things. If you want a rig that travels well, mine is not that rig. That kind of nuance is important. And I don't feel like you get that. And then just throw on top of that the fire hose of 100 to 300 responses to what seemed like an easy question. I fear that sometimes we scare people out of podcasting simply by our desire to jump in and think that we're being helpful. Yeah, the overarching piece of what you're referring to is what I've noticed is this incredible want to make sure that the information dump of whatever people are asking about or want to convey continues to spiral upwards in that there will now be more. The sample would be this. 15 years ago, there was, mm -hmm. and I think we can name names here, uh, Blueberry was one of the very first companies that I remember, which you can find over at Blueberry.com, by the way. Uh, Blueberry was one of the very first outlets that had a forum, a fan forum, podcaster forum, that would allow you to talk about not only your programs, but also ask questions about it because it was kind of their wheelhouse. You know, do you want to know more about podcasting? Do you want to talk to the people that were there at the inception of podcasting? Would you like to know more about, insert whatever the hell you're going to ask about? 
And that was awesome because you would get a thread that had maybe 15 different answers and then it would just kind of extinguish itself because that's what happened. And then that thread would get buried in the amalgam of how fan forums compile themselves. And again, very few people would use any available search functions to go and find previous answers. They would just ask questions again, and then there would be the same information dump and it turns into this giant loop. Well, what's happened over now these last 20 ish years is that the information conveyance mm -hmm. potential has latched on to every single tool that you might be using. In this case, we're talking about Facebook groups and Brian is not exaggerating where there are in particular, when you get into some of the wheelhouse topics, hundreds of responses to, I think Brian and I can both agree what are in our opinions, rudimentary questions. Yeah. And not all of them are the same. More importantly, all of them are not the same length. <laughs> <laughs> no. And again, it almost becomes like people watching. I can remember the first time I heard that term in the early aughts where people would go, you know what I am, man? I'm a people watcher. And I'm like, why don't you describe that for me? Because I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what you're talking about. Well, I'm a people watcher, meaning I usually just go places and I watch people. And I'm like, okay, that's- yeah, uh, There's a term for that, but that's kind of weird creepy as shit, but okay, I get it. And there is that, there is a bit of an element there, but very often where I'm waiting for some people to chime in, cause I want to see what they're going to say, whether it's that piece of entertaining or more often than not, just because it's, it's chock full of information that even the gargantuan podcast brain STL pod father, Mike Wilkerson doesn't know. And that's exciting. That's what jazzes me about something like a Facebook group and why I keep coming back to even the ones that I don't typically respond to, I will dig in deep and go and find things and answers and threads that interest me just to find other information that's floating around, but then also to do some people watching via thread. Yeah. So maybe we should talk a little bit about places people can get good information. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. One is one that I, as we record this, normally we don't date podcasting, but I think in this case, it's reasonably prudent. We're coming out of the cusp of what is the big old chubby worldwide pandemicon, where we, we've just experienced where thou shalt not meet in person because of insert whatever range of reasons and people. And that is slowly starting to ebb. One of my favorite places ever to not only dump information and, and details and breadcrumbs are meetups hmm. for podcasters where it's literally in person locally, there is an event and you jump in your car and you drive on down to whatever restaurant or hall or room that's been rented and you sit and you chat about podcasting with other podcasters who are either in podcasting or are wanting to get into podcasting. If I had to tell you where I get the most vibe and total excitement from them, you can probably, for those of you watching our video presentation, <laughs> my face lights up even talking about it because there is nothing and there will never be anything like you and me talking about podcasting in person. I love podcaster meetups outright. Brian, what do you got? I think, so when I think about this, I'm thinking more in terms of resources. And I think the one oh, okay. that everybody seems to forget about is your podcast media host. Almost hmm. every one of the hosting companies has some kind of how to get started guide, right? Because they're in the business of trying to get you started right so you keep going 
because their job is to help you be successful enough to keep paying them and to want them, right? I mean, that's that's that whole, if you're paying for it, you're the customer and they're providing you additional resources. Is every one of the guides perfect? No, none of them are perfect. There isn't a perfect guide out there. When you get started, you need something that'll get you going. And as you gain experience, you'll change things to work for you. But every one of the media hosts that I can think of, Captivate, Blueberry, Libsyn, Simplecast, all of those companies have some kind of guide or some kind of free resource to help you get going. That's the first place I would suggest going, especially if budget is limited, which for a lot of us it is. If you have a little bit of money to spend and maybe you want to make sure that you're doing things at a what I would call a professional level where you're going to maybe have a team working on your show or something like that, then it's probably time to look for a podcast consultant to help you launch your show. I know Mike offers those kinds of services. I help people launch. There are people that do that. Those are people you're going to want to interview, right? Because you're going to be spending some time and some money with them. And if things go well, they're probably going to help you keep producing your show. So you want to make sure that that relationship is good. But then when you find that person, listen to that person, ask questions to that person, If you trust that person, do what they say. And if you don't trust that person, find somebody that you do. Because if you take what Mike suggests and you ask that in one of these 30,000 person Facebook groups, Mike's answer will be one of the answers that comes up along with another 350. And now you've put yourself back into the position of having to figure out (laughs) which advice you're going to follow. And frankly, if you're paying what Mike charges, you should probably just follow his advice. I'm just going to put that out there. There's a there's a wonderful aspect that you're referring to also that I can't stress enough. There are so many outlets for information, especially asking questions about launching a podcast inside of the podcast industry, as well as inside of small business support sets of just about any kind. Whether or not those are the ones you want to be talking to about podcast launches, that's not for this discussion. But what it does remind me is that remember that there are different flavors of ice cream of information even though they're talking about the same thing. And I love Brian's moment here where he refers to asking questions of the people that you are going to be trusting to guide your podcast and all of its efforts. Yeah. Because if you don't ask questions, you will unfortunately find out the answers to questions you wish you would have asked later on. And I love that. What it also speaks to is something that I do with all of my clients now, which is, Regardless of who the client is, regardless of what level we're working at, I work with them inside of an online project management coda, essentially, Mm -hmm. where it's essentially a a delicious tortilla that we wrap all of the project contents into and we both take bites and we can see exactly what's going on when. And there is a relationship piece, again, an ice cream flavor inside of that that you won't find from everybody. And you'll also find that it's not for everybody. But the people that do utilize that, like my shop in general or my shops in general, we love it because it allows you to go back and have a record of what everybody's saying, what page everybody's on and where everybody is going so that you can ask those salient questions that Brian's talking about and have a good, solid, clear picture of what's happening and what's to come inside of your podcast experience. That's where we ask you guys. What benefit have you gotten from your wide-ranging participation inside of Facebook groups in regard to your podcast experience? Let us know what you think by going over to our website. You can contact us via any one of the number of billions of contact points over at podcastgauntlet.com. 
whether it be the website or any one of our social media outlets. They're all listed over there. Again, that's podcastgauntlet.com. Until next time, keep talking on Facebook, but also any one of the other wide-ranging tools that we'll be talking about here eventually inside of the Podcast Gauntlet. And remember to throw down, discuss, rise, and shine in podcasting. I'm Mike Wilkerson, one of your hosts. And I'm Brian Ensminger, your other host. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.